Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And where are we today? We are from GrogCon. That's right. right? Finally, we're at GrogCon. We sojourned through Suderham. We went through Reston Ford. And now we've ended up here at GrogCon 10 months in the making. And we have some special guests. You want to introduce our guests, Dan? We do, sure. So uh, to my right, to the viewer's left, we have Carlos Leising of Castle Entertainment. And to my left, you're right, we have Vic Dorso from the, it's a longer name, with the Minneapolis... Twin Cities Old School Gaming Society. Yes, exactly, down from Minnesota. So, and uh, very happy to have them. They're both uh, come down here to run games. They've already run some games. That's right. Uh, this is our inaugural uh, convention, and we're so fortunate that uh, both Carlos and Vic were able to come down and not only game with us, but also run games for our friends and those who showed up at GrogCon. So uh, yesterday, oh, hi, everyone, and saying hello to all our, our dear listeners that are online. Um, so quick thoughts. Uh, this is day two, Saturday morning for us, wherever you are in the world. How did the uh, first day go for you, Carl? Oh, man, it was amazing. Uh, my first, uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, so gratified to be able to be here and uh, play games with you guys and play, uh, you know, reach out to the, the group, the uh, gaming community here in uh, Orlando. It's been really thank awesome. Um, day one was awesome for me. My wife and I came down here uh, a couple days early and... Uh, the first day of the show, I was able to run a pickup game. Yeah. Um, I was asked to run a pickup game for a, about a table of eight, I think. So that was, I, had, I, I think I had five minutes to prep. So that was, um, that was interesting, but I had, I was ready for it. I had a, a couple adventures uh, pre, pre-made, so that was good. Um, that went really well, I thought. Uh, we, afterwards, I got to run a, a game of, uh, play a game of Dungeon with you. That, yeah, that was fun. I'd never played Dungeon before. You'd played back I had, in the day. It, but it was only it was like 25 years ago. I, I, I'd forgotten most of the rules myself, although I did happen to win that game. I will. I will. Yeah. Throw, I, I do want to make mention of that. I'm did you get my treasure? Here. I did get your treasure. Man. <laughs> I like. I attacked this. What the super superhero villain yeah, evil superhero. or whatever seven uh-huh. times, and yeah, didn't go well. Was it only seven? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I stopped counting. I stopped counting. But that was a lot of fun. Yep. And, and, then, at, you, and then you ran a game in the evening. I did. Yeah. I uh, the I was fortunate enough to run the uh, to create the official GrogCon uh, module, which is a porcelain sword of Queen of Shala. And uh, I, I ran my first uh, my first session of that. I'm going to be running two more. I thought it went awesome. James was one of my players. Thank um, you. I heard rave reviews. It was my friend Edward, who um, I finished up before he did. He came back to the hotel room and he was he was raving about the game. He said it was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I'm I think it's because it. how horrible the indescribable deaths that my character experienced, and somehow <laughs> kept coming back and forth. So it was all yeah. He James. Uh, I think James was the death and resurrection show about maybe five times there, and that that's a little hyperbole. But I do want to thank online though uh, when we're we're live. Um, the Porcelain Star of Queen of Shala was named, actually, through a contest through Grog Khan. That's and right. our winner was Gitano Lafavi. And mm-hmm. I wanted to thank him because uh, he was a big part of making the uh, module a, a success. 
Awesome. Like, so that was great. And uh, Vic uh, also ran yesterday. He, he joined me in Paranoia, hopefully. And uh, I, he was the MVP from my perspective. He brought, brought a lot of fun to that. Wait, let me tell you. So Vic was the MVP for a Paranoia game. I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> this is... If you this seems in his wheelhouse. If you want <laughs> chaos and treachery. And, uh, and I think the quote of the day was uh, his character. His character is opening the door. We kill him. Basically, all the rest of the party was trying to shoot at him and kill him. So, so Vic, how was, how was day one for you? Oh, God, it was just a blast. I mean, we started out with paranoia with you, of course. And then um, I, you set objectives on these sheets, and I, I'm the only one who managed to achieve his objective, but I managed to take out my party, I think, twice, three times. <laughs> it just so came naturally, to, right? These well, objectives well, are perfect. He's, James said, you have these secret objectives, so I'm like, well, I gotta stick to the objectives here, so I'm, I'm like, all right, toss a grenade in the car and roll out while everybody's in there. Well, that didn't work, okay, I'll blow it up or disintegrate it or something, you know? Right. I, I was trying everything in my power to kill the party so I could achieve my objective. <laughs> and, and my understanding is we have breaking news, I believe. For the first time ever, mm -hmm. a party succeeded last night, is this correct? Succeeded what? in the Keep of Blood Red Fall? Is that... Oh, that's not that's right. That's a miserable got, failure. My information is oh, bad. Oh, yes. no. oh, I'm sorry. They, they, I got bad information. They, 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 uh, they trapped themselves. <laughs> they had two escape routes and they trapped themselves in both of them. <laughs> All right. From going out both of them, and then they were summarily attacked. Well, <laughs> at least you had a good time. Oh, yeah. I, was, it was, I had a new twist somebody put on me, and I was like, oh, great. Another, you know, how, how Carlos admit to this, when, yeah. when a player does a new twist, and you've got to go back and rethink the module just a little bit and say, what could I do better to, to stop? <laughs> Absolutely. It happened in my game, too. Uh, my uh, Queen of Charlotte game. Uh, the, Edward, one of our players, uh, made a move and it made me rethink whether or not I wanted to include that in the actual when I go past the proof module. So right. yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. And so you and, and you see these things and then you bounce them off like other dungeon masters like right. like so, uh, so, Carlos and stuff and you're like Hmm, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do it a little different? You know, like I sent my module to Ernie Gygax, he helped proof mine and right. he's he came back a little feedback to make it even better. That's why it just keeps expanding. Awesome. You know? Now, does better mean harder? Um, not necessarily, okay. but it also means that the players need to think. And there's so many rules in the book that if you forget one and the Dungeon Master remembers it, that could be yeah. that your, your, your characters are going to make it through or they're not going to make it through. So you've got to use the whole book right. and, and use what you're been given, you yeah. know. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, it sounds like you had a, a good first day. Absolutely. So, um, and then today we have the, our tournament that uh, you, I'm going to give you all the credit. You've spent all the time working on the or, module. Or, or blame. Oh, no. The, it's definitely the credit. <laughs> I was gonna, something's going to happen. Thank you. And, so, uh, it was a lot of fun to write. And um, uh, Carlos is running uh, another session uh, mm -hmm. of the module of Queen of Shala, which again, uh, so what that means for folks is if you are a patron of a su uh, sufficient tier, you will get a PDF copy. As we promised, all the material that we've done for the year for GrogCon will be available to them. So again, thank you to our patrons because they're the ones who make this happen. Uh, thank you. you know, we appreciate their efforts, and we have a number of them on there. And actually, uh, I think Grendel Wolf, which has uh, said, hey, thanks, Carlos. So I guess he's uh, oh, yeah, online, awesome. so thank you to that. So. Um, well, everyone, I know everyone's here for the random encounters. I know you're here for random That's encounters. That's the only so reason I came to this convention. Let's, let's, just, uh, let's just get this over with. Because oh, this is the best part. 
Now, I want you to know, I want you to know um, these dice over here were actually, um, this was my uh, wedding gift from my wife. Oh, actually. wonderful. So, That's awesome. you are, you're using some hallowed dice. She's a keeper. She's a very, she's a keeper. Yeah, yeah I, I mentioned to you the other day, I gave chainmail dice bags out to all my groomsmen. So, we're, we're, we're a geek family from right. way back. Right. Way so, back. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it made me disappointed. I, was, I didn't know Carl was going to come to his wedding then. Right? Like, that's an awesome wedding gift, you know? That's, right. that's the kind of wedding I want to go to. It's my Star Trek themed wedding. Nice. I love it. I love it. So, all right. Now, there's some early, should we dance? There's early controversy. There's controversy swirling. Uh. Around random, oh, yeah. the fellowship Isn't is there? breaking right now. The yeah. fellowship is breaking. We've been told that well, there's either none or very few. That's right. Fiend folio monsters in the. This is what we've been using for our random encounter segment. Because we were under the impression that that was the latest one. Yeah. Well, we should just come up with our own. What we should do is give people work and come up with your own random encounter tables and send it to us. You're not wrong yeah. that it was the last release, but it doesn't necessarily include everything yeah. in there. Well, I blame the production goblin. Isn't that his job? Yes. So he's fired. Let me see. We should hire. That's why we hired we need the production, production hobgoblin. We now have a production <laughs> hobgoblin. All right, all right. So uh, who would like to roll? So we start with the D10. And, and remember, the champ, we don't have a name for the champ, do we? No, we'll just ask online. What? Is it a he or a she? Oh, that's a good point. What is the name? Well, you want to roll for he or she? Genderless. Well, I'm going to. I thought we figured that yeah, out last Yeah, we did figure week. it out. It was a female. Yeah, there oh, was a dragon. female red okay. dragon. So okay. okay. Just making sure here. Because the goat tried to seduce him. So Rose. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah, remember the goat? Oh, yeah, remember it was a Shrek. It was a Shrek episode. We assumed the goat was male, yeah. Yeah, it was very disturbing, but it was. We, we were a little uh, tense because it was a week before the con, con and we were just going to... We were hoping no one would yeah. show up because we were weird. That's right. <laughs> Apparently it didn't and work And we were out. successful. Yes. No. <laughs> and it worked. I All stuck right. it out the whole time. <laughs> you had to see how that ended. I, like did. I, did. I did have to see how this it ended. This is horrific, but I can't stop watching. I couldn't I couldn't figure out how the goat was going to live that long. Well, especially well, when he's like, 20, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I was captivated. <laughs> uh, especially when he keeps saying, uh, I gave him every out, literally. And yeah. he's like, no, I got four segments, I'm attacking. Okay, wow. great. It was compelling TV. Vic, you want to roll the right. first yeah. key tag? Yeah. 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 Well, right. so I'm giving you the red dice because of Blood Red Falls. All right. That's right. There you oh, go. So, where does this come from? That would be a seven. 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 Oh, wow. Where is it? Oh, well, it's outdoor. All right, so we're in the outdoors. So we now need a die six to know what region of the outdoors. James, would you like to? Sure, I'll roll a d6. Two. Okay. We are uh, in the oh, we're in the cold, civilized regions. Oh, nice. We now need a six-sided die to know where in a cold... Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. What's it? Gold, civilized regions? What does that mean? Uh, is, uh, it's looks like a, a typo. Looks like a typo to me. We discovered yeah. a No, it says gold. It, yeah. it gold. says moops. It says gold. Uh, We're in the gold the, civilized The TSR region. editing in those days wasn't exactly... Yeah, yeah. especially uh, right about that era. Yeah, better yeah. than judges' gold. All right. It's a little, little rough there. All right, yeah. so we need, a, we need a six-sided. Okay, I'll Find go with that We're in one. the gold. Let's go to the gold, right? We're going to the gold, civilized regions. Three. Three. We are in the forest... And now we need... It's a winter wonderland. The eight. Eight, eight and the twelve, yes. Right. Eight for you. All right. We've got another this dragon. A monster from uh, Vic's area. I got a one. You got to okay. roll yours and add it together. Uh, five. Six total. Okay. Hobgoblin. It is a hobgoblin. <laughs> hey! Our production, <laughs> production goblin versus He's a red dragon. Fight. He has to fight the red dragon. <laughs> All right. Give, where's uh, that knife? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be ugly. 
a right. pocket knife, you know, about yay long. Oh, yeah, Monster Man, you Hobgoblins. Yeah, it's right, gonna Hobgoblins. Be uh, you guys should know a lot about Hobgoblins, right? Well, yes. So or you guys got bored of Hobgoblins, so you don't use them anymore. Are they too mundane for people no, here? but uh, advanced tastes. Hobgoblins make great shock troops, or commanders for shock troops. I think they're, oh, a, yeah, they're very good, especially because of their lawful oh, alignment. They, yeah. uh, <laughs> they make good commanders. You mean their lawful neutral alignment? No, I don't believe so. Okay, yeah. I'm testing you. Yeah, all right. So here it is. We got some questions. Frequency, gentlemen. What do you think the frequency is? Well, goblins are common, so no, uncommon. They're common or uncommon. I'll Actually, I'm uncommon. saying common. The answer is uncommon. Okay, nice. nice. Number appearing? Uh, let's see. Three to two to two hundred. No, it's uh, less than. Isn't that three to thirty? I'm saying four to forty. Twenty to two hundred. Oh. oh, wow. All right. Oh, what, are we in a land of Ayus or something? Yeah. Apparently. Two more questions. Yeah, we, it's pretty, uh, yeah. we're in the Vespa Forest or oh. something? He said cold northern forest, you know? Yeah. The, no, the gold. The gold northern forest. Oh, yeah, it's That's gold. even better. That's, yeah, gold, the, the gold northern gold. forest. That's it. I got a new title for you. I'm not sure. The Golden Hobgoblins or something like that, right? Are the goblins from the cold, no. gold civilization? <laughs> what? No? No. <laughs> That's the first. That's the first monotone name I've ever rejected. <laughs> right. All right, hit and dice. summarily. It's summarily. Well, <laughs> this, this one's pretty hit. easy. Hit dice. Hit dice. Oh, uh, oh, maybe it's not I, easy. Two D, two D plus two. Oh, one plus one. One plus one. One plus one. Wow. And they're uh, only slightly better. Well, I guess goblins are one nice, plus seven. Nice. Nice. So. And how tall are they? That I have no idea. Tall. Seven. Tall. Seven. Yeah. Um, six and a half. Six and a half. Oh, wow. Six and a half. So they're not large. No. So uh, about what the, the right. production goblin yeah. is. Yeah, actually. Goblin, you know. That's right. Actually. Yeah. Okay, and they, did say they are encountered nearly anywhere. As these creatures are at home in sunlight or subcranes, they're nearly anywhere. But uh, to, to Carlos's point, yeah, they're typically portrayed as the leaders of goblins, and they're the more milk. They, they are... They heard the cats, basically, of, of the goblin craziness. Which, again, you love goblins, so you should have more hobgoblins. Well, because isn't there, there is a single goblin slash hobgoblin deity, like Magli or something or whatever, uh, yeah. right? And it's a yeah. single, right? Which I just bothers me that the goblins don't have their own. Mm. they got to worship. Oh, yeah, they do. Don't they have a, I believe they do have the their own. The goblins have their own. Uh -huh. I believe they but do. But I think, is that below the... Uh, the Hobgoblin, Maglia Book, or something like that? Book is the Hobgoblin deity, for sure, but they also have their own. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you name a si one better name Hoblin tribe? Oh, better known. No. Oh, the Skullbreaker. Oh, red Hand. The Red Hand. That's Orc, I think, uh, isn't it? Skullbreaker thing, the Bone Crusher. Right. Some, some, bone Crusher's Orcs. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, we got the uh, all I can, Yeah, All I can remember is Vile Rune, which is Orcs, right? Orcs, the yeah. Head, yeah. We got the Rippers. Oh, the Rippers. Leg Breakers. Oh, yeah, Leg Skull breakers. Smashers. Of course, the Flesh Renderers. Marrow Suckers. Are they in players. the Eastern Division or Western Division? Slow Killers. Well, they used to be in uh, the It's the Northern and Southern oh, Division. Oh, the Astros. Northern and Southern Division. <laughs> there was a merger of the leagues. I forgot what These are the Northern. Yeah. Yeah. All I can tell you switched. is right now they'd beat my Bears handily. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> but you got, you got a pretty good kicker there. Yeah, Eddie thanks. Pinero, yeah. right? Don't yeah, 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 thanks. From the Gators. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so. Hey, come on, man. Your kicker was terrible last year. I know he was. Right. Now the rest of the team is terrible. Well, <laughs> see, that's it. You complained about the kicker last year. You had a good kicker. Now you complain about other stuff. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, the Chamberlain, most august uh, from uh, Australia, says the leg breakers live in Vegas, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. They used to be in Atlantic City, but that's yeah, right. west. They moved west. By the way, I was bringing around this Bears conversation as something actually game related. At yes. the end of his life, when I used to correspond with Gary Gygax, uh, he and I almost always talked about the Bears. We didn't really talk about D&D &D that much. Because his T 
team was all, was Chicago Bears. I know. Yeah, and he and I used to correspond all the time about the Bears. Not the Packers. Not the Packers. Wow. Absolutely not. Wow. Okay. Gary was well, a Bears guy. And, 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 and continue on this theme. I have a running bet with Ernie Gygax on Packers Vikings or not uh, Packers but Bears Vikings games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, well, and, and, and what's yeah. interesting is that you know because when I moved here from New York, I lived in Tampa and invariably, why the NFL decided to put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with such hollowed franchises, Minnesota makes perfect sense, uh, Green Bay, Chicago, and then you have Tampa. So for those who live in the world, it's kind of like having three things in Europe and one in South America. It's like... Well, Culturally, and there's no, there makes no sense. It's the vacation thawing right. that these Vikings needed, you know. Oh yeah, well, we we would, you know, because Tampa was horrible for most of the time, and and that would we would go to the games at the end of the year, and it would be full of Chicago fans or Green Bay or Minnesota fans, because like December in Tampa, yes, we'll take that. Thank One you. One of my favorite sports quotes of all time comes from a Tampa Bay coach, John McKay, when asked about what he thought of his team's execution, he said, "I'm in favor of it." Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, all right. Back to the hobgoblin. What do what what hobgoblins have as guards? What animal they use as well, guards? Oh, sixty um, percent chance of this. What? Um, nope. Go- then it can be an animal. It's going to be an oh, animal. It's um, oh, you got to think. Right. Warts. No, that's what I said. Yeah, I would go with uh, boars. You ready for this? Uh, carnivorous apes. Oh, oh the guys are right. Carnivorous oh, wow. apes. Yeah. I should know that. I had I carnivorous apes too. in one of the modules that we uh, went that. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So, um, and they, what do they really hate? They'll attack these, uh, this race first. Um, it's a demi-human race, isn't it? Gnomes or halflings? No, it's, no. it's, I think it's dwarves. Oh, okay, maybe so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Race first. Um, yeah, so you know, so we know that like what uh, kobolds will attack gnomes first, right? Right. right. Uh, you know, I'm going to just go wild card. I'm going to say orcs. Elves. Elves. Elves, elves. elves are nearby. They'll attack them first to any other troops because of their great, ha- their great hatred. They bear. See, we're learning. You learn. But I, I, if show. I ran a hobgoblin tribe, you know what we would go after? Gnomes. That's right. <laughs> if, you ran, if you ran a dwarvish tribe, you would go after a human. You would right. go after gnomes. They are, they are, gnomes. They are an, uh, an abomination on the earth. One of the things I think is really interesting about the design of the hobgoblin, did anybody, was anyone ever struck about the, uh, the eastern the oriental influence on the hobgoblin design when you see those yeah, things? That's it almost lends, yes. It almost lends sort of yeah. a kind of a the picture, yeah. maybe a lineage with Ogre Magi. Yeah. yeah. What page is that? It's on? true. Mm-hmm. For this our, is on our podcast yeah. listeners. Calling it home, page 52. 52 of the Monster Man. What's disappointing is they don't talk about how they are used as, as leaders of other chiefs, but that is true. That's yeah. very common, right? Especially in the world of Greyhawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about I use as troops and things like that, you invariably see hobgoblin leaders and things like that. Now, we, last episode, we talked about hybrids, right? Because orcs will mate with basically anything. And yeah. I bet you there's orc-hobgoblin hybrids, don't you think? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sure there are, but I don't, I don't know, think, I don't think orcs discriminate. Half orcs. <laughs> That's right. Not at all. They will breed with, I love that they say they will breed with, quote, anything. <laughs> Black pudding. Yeah. <laughs> anything. That's right. Crossbreeds, right? Well, they can't crossbreed with elves. Yes, but so, orc goblins. Yeah, orc hobgoblins. Oh, thank you. Is the exact line right before that is they are fecund and they will be... They will That's right. Fecund is, is a... I think oh. it actually says David that. Thompson yeah, introduced yeah. me yeah, this yeah, I, I, I think I skipped that. it a number of times, but yes. <laughs> I remember reading that. Well, and then but you're course, a li- I mean, as a literary person, that's, yeah. that's, that probably was like... And that's it sticks charm out to of you, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Along with what, half orcs, rude, crude, and crime. And, uh, and apparently David pointed out that, that this is the only picture yes. where, where a player is not Boo. being slaughtered. Ooh, yes. Yeah. 
you know, usually, you know, you're being eaten by the toad. Right, exactly. Or whatever, or the sturges, or you're on the ground. This one Getting burrowed through by rot grubs. Exactly. That was when I was like, oh. You're always dying. Yeah. No, this one, unfortunately, boo. It looks looks like the evil humans in their fancy armor are doing, at least they're holding their own. And there's a lot of spears back there, too. So it looks like, David Sutherland, I assume, right? Uh, Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but he's, all right, he's pointing. And then there's the. uh, Of course, what's the marine? I don't know what it's the called. The marine. There's a marine variety. It's yep. like a clerlath oh, or... Scrack? No. No. Um, no. Um, um, my brain's a, my brain's a mess at this says. hour. It's a... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's driving me crazy. Go ahead. Coalinth? Coalinth, that's it. Coalinth, yeah. yes. The marine variety. Ah, uh, yes. Scrag is a troll. I'm so, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, right, do we want to talk more about Hobgoblin? I know we have combat waiting. A Hobgoblin. Yes. Is a, a, a single is Hobgoblin. In, in the gold forest. You're a hobgoblin. Oh, great. You're a red dragon. I'm the champ, okay. Named Rose. Right. You're Rose. I'm Rosie. Uh, you're Rosie. The, I'm ready for the inconceivable death at this point in the time. The other name that was brought up was Scarlet, so you okay. can... Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet. We can do that, Scarlet. Okay. I'll give you Scarlet Rose. Yeah. Scarlet Rose. Scarlet Rose. Scarlet Rose. <laughs> All right. We'll do a Twitter poll. Scarlet Rose, and then uh, it'll be dragon we, big dragon face probably is what will happen. Can we roll for resurrection of the goat? Do you want divine intervention from the deity of God? Oh, you need to do divine intervention. Yes, that's right. So well, the hobgoblin. Oh, that means melee book or may, whatever that thing right. would be coming. May Maybe come. the hobgoblin could have a goat familiar. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> riding a goat. Riding a goat. It worked for Thor. <laughs> do you want to allow this to not just be a normal hobgoblin, but actually a witch doctor or a uh, something like that shaman? Oh, but then we'd have to roll for spells, wouldn't we? Well, that, that, I think by default they have a... a I mean, how long do you want this to go, Dan? That's really yeah. what the question no, is. No, I think it's. I think it should just be your standard. Your standard. Don't one. you think, Hobgoblin? Well, okay. All right. And, is that and all right with you, I, I'm fine with it. So Vic is. Uh, does he have a picture Vic of his the, family? Vic that, the Hobgoblin. Uh, he does in his wallet. And his wallet. Vic the Hobgoblin. He's walking through the forest. Right. And yeah. oh, and he's going to pray now. Uh, well, well, he's currently he's not concerned. He's he's traversing through the gold forest, which where the snow is heavily laden on the pines. He sees a mountain and he's ascending this mountain. It's a familiar to his tribe. He's passed through. And he sees oh, a knoll. And he sees he sees the half-eaten remains of a knoll, which is slightly disturbing. But he figures he wasn't as sharp it's a as knoll. other. It's a, then he then he moves forward and is happy somewhat to see a, a half-eaten devoured dwarf. Right. That uh, again, it's good riddance to him. Mm-hmm. But as he passes that by and he moves forward, he knows that there's a carnivorous goat there, one that is renowned throughout the land. But mm-hmm. instead of going towards the goat cave, he moves to the right to this large cave that has steam uh, emanating from it and smoke uh, and heat. And, you know? and so he's feeling cold. It sounds to me that the gold forest is a cold place. There's yeah. a fire in here. That's right. Victor Hobgoblin decides that this is an opportunity to warm before finishing his hunt yeah. or, or checking the body. So he enters, and it's probably at this point. He probably needs some divine intervention. So, would you like to try to roll for divine intervention? Uh, oh wait, but wait, we have to roll for surprise first. Are you gonna roll surprise? You're not <laughs> even giving it a chance. Well, okay, right. that's fine. Okay, well, we can roll for what do you think? initiative. Or <laughs> uh, would you like to roll for surprise, or you want or initiative? Well, let's. Well, it depends on if the dragon sleeps. Oh yeah, we, we have, have to roll. To feel right. Right. Oh, the dragon might be sleeping. That's right. That's right. That's right. What's right. the chance good. of a dragon sleeping? I guess every encounter we should give it sleep. It's twenty percent, if I remember right. I could be. I could be asleep. That's right. That's right. If it's sleeping, I might have the. I have a chance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Red dragon. Great picture, isn't it? Oh, it looks yeah. like the Holmes picture. Classic it, picture. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Sleeping is, yeah, 20%. So, right. okay. Do, so you want to roll your. Yeah. Are you want a high or low? You want, well. No, 20 or low. 20 or low. Sleeping. Yeah. And that is a 21. Oh, oh we 
waking up. He's just waking up though. He's groggy. He's groggy though. That's got to count for something. Like most of the people listening to the show, he's groggy. That's right. Yeah, groggy. Yeah. That's how he feels. Carlos rolled a twenty. That was Carlos's roll, actually. He's barely awake. Yeah, Rose is just kind of stretching her wings a bit. Yeah. Washing herself. Should have wore a red dragon shirt. I missed that. I wore a blue dragon, but there's there are reasons for that. Okay. So, all right. So. So it's kind of groggy, so I think he would kind of see the red dragon, don't you think? Yes. So he's a chance yep. to pray? Yeah. Would you like to pray to Malibuk or whoever uh, it is? Sure, I'll pray. What the heck? Five percent, well, 5% well, chance of sending an animal. That's 10%, because this is the first time he's done it. Oh, I thought it's... Thought it's no, oh, it's a straight it's 10%. 10%. Oh. And let me see here. Not a chance. 81. Mm, all right, your prayers are not yeah, answered. You haven't been pious enough. No. no. Oh, I think well. we should. I think we should. I think there's still a chance of surprise though, because he's down there praying. Right. And also, I'm groggy. I just woke up. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you could still surprise. Uh, I think you could surprise him too. I think we should each roll for surprise, just okay. to make it interesting. Right. What do you think? Well, I think if we want to spend the rest of the encounter, perhaps we should do weaponless combat. He tries to subdue the dragon. Well, okay, it's up to he, him. He like, like take. Yeah. Well, we got to figure out what weapon he has. Oh, the hobgoblin. All right, sure. You want to roll? All right, so we're going to roll percentages. percentages. All right, here we go. Percentages? Yeah, for the hobgoblin. Uh, 76. Oh, so that's going to be, it's going to be a spear. You have a spear. Oh. You have a spear. That's good. Wonderful. That's a versatile weapon. That's yeah. right. It's a good one. Right. Right, okay. All right, so shall we, can we want to roll for surprise? Yes, I think they should roll they for surprise. They show the kids at home how Actually, I'm going to give, I think, because you're, you have no cares in the world. You are a very old. <laughs> I'm the apex predator. Yeah. You're, he's, got a, he's got, what, he's got mutton he, in his stomach. Right. Yeah. In fact, any, any aggressive action by this mere hobgoblin would take you aback just from the sheer yeah. vanity of, of this creature. So I did I'm, have the most amazing dream, though, about this weird goat that was trying to seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. It was, <laughs> well, that that and the fact that uh, yes, you were kind of in, um, I was mildly aroused right, at first, that's right. but and, now, it's, and now the idea of uh, yeah, yeah so. revolts me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you had it, you realized it was indigestion. That's yeah, okay, goat yeah, indigestion. Yeah. You ate. I knew it was yeah. goat the night dwarf. before. That's dwarf right. never <laughs> doesn't agree with yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. So I, I, I will say this time, uh, you're surprised normally, but you and one in three chance. So I'll give you an added chance for a surprise. So okay. if if you're not surprised, and if uh, if the dragon Scarlet Rose get, rolls a one, two, or three, you may have some segments of, oh, right. to do something. Before you die. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. he, he may, we don't know what's going to happen. I shouldn't play. He's a, he's a skilled player. That's right. Yeah. And we're not, play, we're not damning this. So roll for surprise. That's the rounds were Tyson Buster Douglas. They didn't think Douglas had a chance. One. One. So oh. if you roll higher than a two, you will have at least one segment of surprise. I roll a ten. Wait, you should, yeah, you should roll a say. We're going old school. Oh, come on. Buy the book old school. Give him a chance. <laughs> Thank you. Should three. just take all of these right now. All right, that's a three. So a segment of surprise. You have six seconds to decide what you want to do. And uh, now, no, okay, just kidding. You're done. Wait, is that a? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting blue yeah. on your eyes. <laughs> trying to get the sleep out of my eyes, um, like sulfur. I'm sure. Yeah, you got a little. You get the iPad thing. <laughs> yeah. that you're taking off. <laughs> all right, let's let's go. Let's move for a backstab with the spear. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna use your segment to. I'll even give you that uh, Scarlet Rose has curled herself around the great horde that she has acquired here in her mountain, and that you know, her, while her face is facing the front of the ring, you you do have a lar uh, the large back. Her, her spine is available, so you're going to try to use that segment to attack. So, so this is why we need to use good hits and bad misses. <laughs> that would get exactly. Okay. Right? Well, let's see if Woody rolls. Um, I rolled a twelve. Don't 12. you mean my beautiful, majestic spine? Right. right. <laughs> I was downplaying. I'm all at my apologies. <laughs> 
I was trying to be more factual than actually the beauty that was beheld by it. Absolutely, my apologies. I, don't, I, don't I was going to say that was, was way more here. complimentary of me than you were. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think See, it, it does work. You're playing a red dragon. Plus, I think I had oh, AC8. Yeah, that's 12 is probably not going to I had AC8. AC minus one. Is that good? I think, I, think, I, think, I think we're gonna have to perform Harry Carey. You needed a 19, but we, even with some pluses, because for surprise, but yeah, so you miss. So now we go to initiative. Pokey pokey, okay. all right. So I uh, declare, are you gonna oh, yeah, declare, declare action? Yeah, I am going to go into a claw claw bite routine. Ah, there you go. And yeah. what, what's, your, what's your plan there, uh, Vic the Hobgoblin? Stab again? Excellent, <laughs> I think that would be wonderful. Okay. All right, so roll for initiative. Not fully. Six. Oh, this is Two. this is unfortunate. I'm dead. So what's his armor class? Um, what's your uh, the hobgoblin? Five or oh, six? Um, we didn't. Have, you didn't ask us seven. seven. I think five. AC six. Five, I think. five or yeah, five, yeah. six, or six. Seven. I didn't ask it. Well, I mean, and I recall I recall Scarlet Rose was a ten hit dice uh, dragon when we figured five. it out. Okay, ten. Five. 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 AC five. So oh, let's see here. Carlos needs a. Let's see. Let's guess this one. Okay. Carlos, okay. What do you think? Uh, I think that's a ten. Oh. I, I think it's an eight. I, you guys, uh, would be, you're much, you're much more uh, uh, gracious than the. You need a five. Guy, a guy. five. <laughs> oh boy! All right, here Get we one. go. Get a one. Critical Claw. miss. Critical miss. Three. Hey! hey. Oh. Nineteen. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Fifteen. Ooh. Ooh. So I. If I recall, so you have one plus one hit dice. What could possibly go wrong? Here? So I don't know. Roll roll because, you know what? I'm going to roll our my right. hit points here. Um, I have. Nine. Nine. This might be survivable for, let's see. You may survive the claw. This is going to have to be really bad. So we've got a claw and a bite. Is that what's in here? So I'm flipping through here. And we're flipping. No, this is old school. How can you... People are commending your... Uh, your act stab again. People are saying yes. Great hobgoblin plan. Excellent. He's be a hero. <laughs> yes. One to eight, and then uh, three to. 30. Yeah. So one to eight. Let's see. The let's... bite is three to thirty. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Come on. One roll to eight. Low. Roll low. <laughs> four. Oh, are you still oh, okay? I'm still alive. So you have five. And three to thirty. Right. So five. So that means to... like three or four. Yeah. Oh, my, what are the odds? Not good. Not good. Twelve. Yeah. Don't look. Okay. Uh, that Ni was nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. I've been eaten whole. <laughs> It's just the boots. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I guess you do have the honor of describing the death. Since All right. Well, the first thing that happens is the hobgoblin, when, she, when he stabs uh, Scarlet Rose's back, uh, it actually blunts off some of the scales. It forces Scarlet Rose to turn around, and when she sees the, uh, the hobgoblin, uh, she's so disgusted by the, th the thought of such a lesser, inferior creature daring to strike at her. She actually just kind of backhands it with the claw, but then when it's halfway through the air, she just kind of tracks it with her eyes and snaps it right in half with her nice. jaws. <laughs> yeah, no, and then she spits it against the wall. I'm not going to, I've already had indigestion once yeah. today. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in no no mood for that. Once that, was, that was no giant goat, right? That was no giant that goat. That was no, no giant no. goat. All right. And so, the taste has got to be horrible. Oh, that, was that was incomprehensible that was, death segment. That was very incomprehensible. And now, unfortunately, Carlos doesn't realize, because the dragon's probably going to be the king of the hill for, I don't know, three, two or three months, that he's going to have to phone in and at least text us what the, describe the incomprehensible I'd death. I'd be more than happy Scarlet to. Rose. Thank you. That's right. Scarlet yeah, Rose is a and, two and, and out. Scarlet Rose may end up having to be in a future castle entertainment module. That's, 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 that's <laughs> With 
a hobgoblin uh, friend. <laughs> and a and a ghost, ghost, ghost of a hobgoblin So friend. some of the comments ghost. from our friends. <laughs> or, or, or a hobgoblin slave. Ooh, even better. There you go. Well, and, and one of our friends, Rob Ritchie's like, oh, I got hobgoblins like it's a disease. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should raise all these dead things from, you know, raise, you know. Well, she could cast have an undead army what if she cast what she spell casting and she memorizes anime dead oh you know we, we yeah. did we did we didn't figure out our spells we didn't bring that uh, you know what I, I would love I to have an undead minion huh? oh that, that's a good idea when we cat we rolled her spells remember when we did but you that just chopped it in half because you made that oh, yeah. you made that thing stretch out as long as well yeah you got hands you're not a worm 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 all right, spell selection. Now, so let's, uh, uh, you roll, we use the scroll scenario, so roll percentages. So if you roll, uh, if you roll above a 70, right, then it is a clerical scroll. Okay, right. so, so here we got a problem again. We're not, we're not using the book that shall not be named uh, under correct. the canna this is, for the, this for is the what treasure. Happens, this is what happens. <laughs> la, 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 See, Vic, la, I'm la. with you, though. I'm, a, I'm an Arthur Canna fan. So. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's like, it's like Wolf's Bane. I don't mind. I know. I think so you're neutral. He looked like I hit him with power word stun when I said I I have to do it because my co my co host here is not a fan. That's I only right. like one thing. I'm about your it. advocate. The bee cantrip. That's I know you want the bee cantrip. Like. You like the you want to make a wand of bees. The only thing that's good in that book is the uh, bee cantrip. Oh, because the bee's angry. I think we I think we, don't think we need to do lock him in a jail cell with only Arthur oh, Canada to read oh, for about a week, well, and I then know, he'll come out to convert it. We did commit. Well, we will do a ah. See, we have people booing you. A thank you. See, thank you. Thank you. Boom. Well, we're gonna do the we're doing the podcast that cannot be named. That's right. We're, we're gonna, gonna go through the book. That will oh, be. Oh, there will be session. Right. Yeah, we're gonna go very through nice. it. We're gonna see. I'm gonna give it a fair chance. I'm gonna read it. Very we'll nice. Well, whatever pages. Well, whatever pages fall out. That's those right. are the ones you're gonna read. I'm gonna hold it up. And I'm gonna shake it. Okay, then, then you guys still get the. What's the dragon? What's well, that's the long episode. Now, Carlos would know what the name is. It's a when they put the Dragon Magazine, they put the. The corrections into it. Oh, Sage Advice are you talking about? Or are you talking about? Errata. The Errata. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was, yeah, we got to stuff that in the book too. So okay, that's well, right. Actually, the one of the yeah. books I acquired after because when I lost that book set that should not be named, uh, with doing the big breakup, I got another one, and someone had uh, pasted them in the inside, so it's nice. The errata's been there, so that's oh, very nice. Nice. Yeah. So nice. that's a pro tip, by the way. If you yes. have the errata, instead of looking for that dragon magazine, just post, you know, take print it out and post it in the insides. Yeah, absolutely. I've just done that. I've just done the, the copies and, and then, shove them yeah. in. There. <laughs> All right, so um, see, a minion, our friend from Japan, has decided to dump it. There's, there's a wave of this. Yeah, it's, it's twenty-four. Which, trying to say old school. So twenty-four. Oh, that is uh, not a clerical spell. Okay, <laughs> but now he has to roll to see if it's an illusion spell. That's right. Spell. You have so 10%, magic less than or 10%. an illusionist. You're really rooting for this, aren't you? Yes. Sorry, Dan. It's a seventy. It's yeah. a magic right, so roll d10, spell. please. Uh, all right. Yeah. So we're doing the level spell. Tenth. Well, then you have to reroll. Ooh. Since the, yeah, we don't have a tenth level spell. Ten again. Yeah, I think we should just go with highest level. Yeah. At this point, Vic should just pick whatever he wants. Nine. Okay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've never wow. been this far. All right. Wow. Roll a, a d12. D12. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? Do we want Carlos? We want a gate. We want a wish. Do my favorite we... spell on this. Uh, you have a chance for it. I would like you to roll an eleven. Of it's 11? my favorite oh. particular spell ever. I rolled a. Is that nine? That's nine? a good one too. Nine. nine. That's a good one too. Shape change. Oh, Shape change. Yes. Okay. Why is it so good? That's a good one. So there's a, obviously something to this. No, that I don't know. no, no, awesome. no. Shape change. 
It beats polymorph because you're getting special abilities at that point. You have a chance to, re you, can you can shape change between forms, recover hit points. Mm -hmm. Oh, shape change. Oh, it's sort of like a druid when it, it polymorphs. Is nasty. Oh, yeah. It is really a good Wait a second. Spell. Shape change has got this. Haven't we done this? It's got the. Uh... No, we didn't do shape change. Oh, so what's happening here? Uh, that's your typical brownie on frog action. That yeah. happens. What's it replicating? What spell? I don't think that that is actually reflective of shape change. Oh, I was going to say, because we, we've done this I as think a that that might actually counter. be monster summoning up there. Right. Instead. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we, yeah. I think that might be monster. Misplaced. Yeah. All right, shape change. With this spell, the magic user is able to assume the form of any creature short of a demigod, greater devil, demon prince, singular dragon type, greater demon, or the like. The spellcaster becomes the creature he or she wishes. So it can be enormous. Yeah. Okay. Hydra. Hydra. Scarlet Rose. Yeah, Scarlet Rose. <laughs> Scarlet. Well, oh, a beholder. Well, wait. It says no singular uh, dragon type. Yeah, what but it? it means oh, like singular. chromatic oh, or I can't become, You uh, can't be Bahamut Tiamat. or Tiamat. Got it. Right. Okay. It's scary how much I'm learning in these past two and a half years that I know Tiamat is a singular dragon. That's it. Yeah, I've only been back in this for like two and a half years. Um, I spent way too much time on it. It has all the abilities, save those dependent upon intelligence. Wow. So it can be a, I can become a Hydra, yep. or I can become a dragon that is but not a singular. But based on what you've just read, you mm. can't be a spellcaster dragon because of the intelligence. But you are a magic user, so you are a spellcaster. But, but that bite, but not, will, not a dragon. You want as many attacks as you can. Exactly. So a Hydra. A Hydra is a great choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Beholder is a great choice. Right. Beholder. Mm -hmm. For the mind of the creature is that a spellcaster. Thus, he or she can change into a griffin, mm -hmm. thence to an Efreet. And then to a Titan set Oh, so I can keep change durations yes, one turn Yes, that's what I'm saying. Level. You can change yes. between forms. And I, right. to cast a ninth level spell, how how high level do I have to be? Pretty high, right? Oh, yeah, um, it's a 17th, eight, eight, but it's... 18. Is it set, I thought you got eight. one at 17. No, it's 18. Oh, it's 18. Well, okay. I, sh I should never say not. Let's look yes. it up. So it's going to be lasting <laughs> a turn. 18th yes. level. 18th it's 18, level. Okay. Yep. And a turn is what? That's 10 minutes? Two, two eights at 17, right? Uh... I should look up. Keep on. So a turn is 10 minutes, right? 17th, yes, yeah. you have two eights. Okay, that's why. So that's yeah, 10 right. minutes yeah. times 18. Right. 180. We're talking three hours there? Yeah. Oh my goodness, and I'm just changing our... So, you can change I mean, forms look at as this many way. times you want. You want to sneak into somewhere, you can, you can right. turn into some, some uh, gaseous form, get underneath the door, right. then instantly turn into a titan, smash whatever you want. Can I have this for keep it... That, I was just going to say... Yes, I was, right? I was looking for <laughs> the character. Want. Just give me that, this. That spell is super duper nasty. Yeah, I don't think there's any 18th level players. I'll take a scroll. I'll take the chance for spell failure. Give us a chance. But there's some bad news, gentlemen. Yes. The hit I have the hit points of the magic user. So at 18th level, I'll have what? Would that be 24 hit points? You could have, well, you could have Whoa. up to 60 Wait if you have dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, it's not bad. Maybe 40. Yeah. I'm just joking. Right. But it's right. pretty, pretty, pretty You have like a 10th level magic and user, that, and they're like now, 25 hit points. Now, during points. the shape change, do, do you not receive back hit points I if you have been yeah, damaged? Yeah, I, I believe that you do. Oh, let's Actually. see. Um, these creatures have whatever hit points magic has. Time the shape change. Here's the, each, here's the spell. each alteration form requires one segment. Oh, so I guess that's going to talk about that. So what happens? So if I get I know with polymorph self it does that. Yeah. It, it's. It, I'm trying to read if it does here. And since so it's a superior form of the spell, I would imagine it would have that. It doesn't say it, but you certainly uh, could imply that. Yeah. What's the issue? So in polymorph self, which is a fourth level spell, right. when you when you revert back, you get ten to forty percent of your hit points, or something to that effect. Yeah. And so what we're talking, we assume because this is a higher kind of like when we talked about phantasm force versus improved versus spectral. Right. Form, 
that they build upon each other. Right. So why would a fourth level spell that has a very powerful effect, which is re right. getting hit points, not be on the ninth level? And not only that, but not. the druidic ability yeah, shape change to me would imply it, that you would, it would be the same But here's the thing, Carlos. It does not let you have the hit points back, but geez, you know what? You can go instantly from the size of a titan to a flea. Right. You know what I mean? You, I, I think I would adjudicate that with the hit points. I think I would. If it was, if it, because there's there's precedent for it with the druid. Right. I think I, and, and polymorph. But I could easily see why where a DM wouldn't do that as well. Right. And, and part of that, too. Well, you ahead, use then. it as written. If yeah, you're, if you're do doing it as raw. written. If you're doing yeah. it as raw, yeah. 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 And, and this is something that, by the way, You've got to be rolling in cash, which again, if you're 18th level, five grand. Right. Five, five grand. That you have, it's a jade circuit that no less than five thousand. That, that yeah. is shattered. This, at the this, this would be the storming of something ultra powerful, sort Correct. of. Correct. You know, yeah. you're going to need to get in like there. Like selling all our magic items to get a jade circuit to get the scroll of shape change to go into the keep of Bloodroot Falls, which, by the way, will be, be at Sunday <laughs> at 10 o'clock. Yes, Sunday at 10. Right. So yeah, I have been. I'm impressed. That's a pretty amazing spell. Yeah. Well, and, and the part of what we've talked about, and, I, and I'll, get, I'll get their take too, is you know, when you're talking about magic, uh, you want to look at the other spells commensurate to the level. Right. And, and, and even though uh, the book is not sometimes consistent on, so sleep is way more powerful than push or mending. However, um, shape change, again, if I'm an 18th level magic user and I can have one spell, I want it to be a very, it's going to be a very powerful spell. And, and having that regenerative hit points is in line with the, with the power level of right. all these other spells. But it's going to have the, the diversification, though. Yep. Because you can go from one form to another form to another form right. to another form. And you can be doing anything non-magical, which, yeah. you're, A, you're a fire dragon. Next one, you're like, oh, fire dragon didn't work. I can go to a blue dragon or I can go to something else. Absolutely. You know, and, you're, and you're switching around until you find something that actually works in the The attack. highest level character I have ever had was a magic user and had access to ninth level spells and that was a favorite. Yeah. And, and so then how do you adjudicate uh, you know, the, the challenge of player knowledge versus character knowledge when it comes to the monster, a compendium of monsters? Well, I feel like if you're a high enough level magic user to know shape change, you're pretty experienced. You've done a lot of arcane research in your life. I'm pretty sure you know a lot of the, most of the properties of your more common monsters. What do you right. think about that? Thing? And I, I agree with that, but I don't know if uh, Carlos has a table rule, but like in my games, I have a table rule. No monster manuals on the table right. unless you're going to be polymorphing into right. something or, or that's it. Right. Yep. Otherwise, you have no knowledge except for what's in your brain yeah. Yeah, the, the, to, to fight a monster. I agree. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess the flip side of that, and again, you'd hope if, if, you, if a character, players run from 1 to 18, they've learned a lot about the game. Right. But then if you have an, a less experienced, so for instance, if Dan, if we ran through. Where do you go to that register? That way. You got a question for the uh, GMs. Or the DMs in attendance, how do they let MU progress with spells? Uh, MU progress with spells? Oh, magic user progress with spells. Oh, like how do you get to do you? I, I think maybe the question is do you roll, like if you advance level? Yeah. Do you okay. get, how do you, do you have to still find them or do you automatically get spells? Well, no, the way that I do it actually is it's kind of a little bit of both. You're using, you know, you're, if you're, if you're trying to get something, Unusual. If you're getting something specific that you're going for, you're mm. going to find that spell. Okay, right. but if you're if you're actually at, when you 
reach and get a new level, yeah, you're eligible to get new spells as per your die rolls, as per your intelligence. And couldn't you, do you allow it, you make it easy for magic users to find scroll, to go buy scrolls in town? I do not, but the one thing that you have to remember also is if you're, remember when you're training level, okay, you're going to, you're going to find yeah. somebody to help you train level. So whatever that magic user has, is primarily what you're going to get too. So that's another incentive. It's another incentive during training to uh, to look out for a specific magic user. Like for example, Victor is an, it, it, I, he's well known as being an invoker. Okay, he knows all these evocation spells. If I'm looking for a spell that is not the evocation class, maybe I don't want him to train me. Maybe I'll go and look for somebody else. But if I do want a spell like that, you know, master, will you teach me? Mm -hmm. And I since I. Primarily in the world of Greyhawk, right. most of my players, especially the magic users, they go to Greyhawk because that's where the that's where they can find just about anything. It's now, like it's Man Manhattan, College right. of Magic, yeah. right? Yeah, it's exactly. just call of the magic and everything else. University but if you go to a smaller Florida. city, it's like, well, you're relying what the traders have or what what's what's there for scrolls yeah. and stuff Humble. like that. Yeah. Not a lot in Hamlet. Yeah, right. Right. Not a lot there, but no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you go to Greyhawk and you've got the plethora of everything. Absolutely. You know so you've got to find. I was just thinking about this. If you're a 17 level magic user and you, of course, aspire to be an 18th level magic user, you have to find. You're still training, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the PhD. Right. How do you become a PhD? PhD if there's no PhDs. Yeah. yeah. And on top PhD. of that, don't forget, too, you're you're at that level, you're a 17th level magic user. It may be a moot point unless you have an 18 intelligence, too. That's right. right. So. Oh, wait, explain that. Why? So, because I can't, you, you can't, can't, you can't, you can't use the spell. It says yeah, you under your max then you're looking. Then you're looking for a, what's, a, what's yeah. the book again, the, the one for the intelligence? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Thought, uh, uh, clear thought. Tomb of Clear Thought, thought to yeah. boost yourself up or, you know. So just for our listeners uh, that are here, um, that uh, on page 10 of the Player's Handbook, it says minimum intelligence for use of ninth level spells right. is 18. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, there's, and actually, right, my, so my good friend Edward who's over there pointed this out to me a while ago, how much information is on the ability tables yes. mm -hmm. so a for lot. a lot that you would mm -hmm. that is not often referenced anywhere else no no, no. there's there, there are things that you get referenced maybe when you gain a level but they're not things that you use every session like for example your languages okay you know you're an 18th level you're you have an 18 intelligence you know that you have seven languages as a human obviously if you're a dummy human it's a little more locked in mm -hmm. but that seven languages that you have, if you're in a role-play heavy game, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, some of the things that you can find on these tables, for example, that's where it says that if you have a five or lower mm -hmm. in one of your attributes, you start there, you are forced to be a particular class. Yep. Right. So, like, the five charisma or lower, you've got to be an assassin. And did you know, and this is fascinating, it, what's the maximum strength for a male half-orc? Oh, it's 19. It's 1899. They cannot have an oh. 1800. So it's 1850. Yes, okay. and dwarf too is if you've got a dwarf cannot have 1800. It actually in the strength table. Right. It it actually lists. Right. And like an elf, I believe is 18. Male elf. Right. Is 1875. I know that because one of our players reminds me constantly. It's like because uh, he rolled a double zero, if I remember, and. He's got to be you. Yeah, but, but he's everybody's got their own table rules, and I don't no, know where, where your oh, table rules are, Carlos. And I just sort of, I just sort of throw that so those charts basically out the window mm -hmm. when it comes to strength and stuff. Intelligence is, is a major factor. Wisdom is a major factor, but strength. 
you know what? You got belts, you've got right. gauntlets, you've got all this but other there, stuff. But that also brings up another thing. Will magic items allow you to go over a racial maximum? Right. Some of them do, some of them don't. Is there a general rule of thumb? Because so many of them do and don't. It's right. it, Again, it's up to your individual campaign. Right. Here's a can a human have higher than 18? I'm sorry. So, can, human. So, so right, you know, 19, we know a half orc can have a 19 right. con. Okay. And we know in halflings, well, either con uh-huh. or dex, or however you play that. Gray elf can have a 19 intelligence. Right. So can a human right. have a 19? Or is a human max at 18? Well, any of them uh, can, but you have to use yeah. Well, not without magic. Ma- so without, well, without magic, right. no. Right. Right, so without magic, no, Correct. right, so. Right. I don't think so. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm, so. I'm unaware no. of it. Right. No. At least per the player's handbook. Well, you certainly right. don't get any additions, so right. it wouldn't be. But I guess the question is, is... Well, like I said, it's... Per the campaign, exactly. you know, it's it's you exactly. know, whoever campaign you're in is you got everybody's got different table rules, you know. I mean, uh, some of my rules are like no cell phones at the table, no monster manuals at the table. Right. No, you know, I mean, well, cell phones are just complete distraction. I mean, and I, what Victor said too. I mean, we both play, both he and I both play in the world of Greyhawk as our yeah. game setting. The game setting informs a lot of what kind of house rules you tend to use. Where Greyhawk tends to be uh, more of a gritty setting like that maybe you're enforcing certain things more heavily than others. Mm-hmm. Where maybe if you were playing in Forgotten Realms, you have a really high magic setting, mm-hmm. everything goes. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. Well, I think, so that's a good topic, because again, a lot of our folks are experienced DMs, but you know, people, you know, the power of YouTube and the power of podcasts is people come back to, we've had a number of people who haven't played for 30 years, mm-hmm. or they're new. So I like the idea of, hey, you can't just go to Bob's Mary Magic or uh, Saul's Pass the pearl, wizard emporium, and pick whatever spell. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But players hate that for the most part. If you get the players I'm used to, which is really I got to spend 25 minutes role playing to go f- do this quest. How do you either get folks to transition to that where they get the value, or um, how do you encourage that? So Vic, I'll start with you, and then go ahead. Well, uh, I've even had um, in one of my campaigns is just recently one of my characters stole a magic book of a magic user okay. and that prompted an assassination contract oh, out on and it was <laughs> it was it got uh, it got to be uh, quite deadly but before he gave the book up he copied every spell in that for sure. his own and stuff and you know he's been bartering and trading for other spells and and you know nice it, so it's it's it can be quite uh, and you know for me um to the question about role playing, um, I think players are real perceptive lot around the table. And when players start watching other players uh, prosper because of role playing, they fall in line. For example, the Grog line? Someone calling the Grog line? Someone calling the Grog line? For example, we were all playing last night in Queen Ashala, and uh, both Ed, one of our players, and James were role playing the heck out of that scenario. And other players were seeing how that influenced the world. And so I felt like they were buying in a little bit more themselves. So when you start to, I think the way to encourage it is by don't necessarily penalize the role-playing so much. If you want your game to be role-playing heavy, make sure that the players know that they can prosper from good role-play that actually influences the world around them, influences the character, and they get something positive out of it. Out of it. Then the other players are like, man, I kind of want something cool like that to happen to me. I guess I better start, too. See, I, and I started something like that with yeah. um, Unearth Arcana, where you can have oh. your social... social Your social status and your birth order. So, right. I mean, if you're, you know, like, 
Jeannie's character rolled at 99, and she's a druid, so she's like the upper crust, you know, (laughs) princess sort of thing. And then she rolled, she was like the third child or the fourth child, so she actually has no chance at the throne, but... Her father was trying to marry her off, and this, and you know, I was trying to play the the era sort of thing, and it, uh-huh. and it got, afforded me an opportunity to pull out the assassin thing, like, oh, so hey. If, <laughs> so if you build it, they will come. Is is your thought? They is definitely right. my my. Uh, so kind of a follow on to that, you know, back in the day when we played, we had a lot more time. The people we lived closer together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know we'd be fortunate if we can play weekly. Most places it's twice a month or once right. a month. Mm-hmm. These kind of things are, I'll call them out of adventure. They're off, they're, they're downtime, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. The time is limited. So how do you adjudicate that? Do you spend the, you know, three or four hours a month if you're only playing to, to figure out the spell casting or this? Or do you do that offline? Or how do you accomplish that? Well, what I, t- I tend to do is I tend to do it offline. For example, in, um, in my own personal campaign, let's say we had a situation like that where your magic user is trying to find a certain spell, okay? Or he wants to find a certain magi. Um, he'll tell me that that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to find somebody with certain qualities. Um, I will maybe email him later a list of different contacts that he could possibly reach out to. When that person, if he decides that he wants to reach out to one of those contacts, we'll role play a little bit of that later. But what I try and do is I try and take out a lot of the uh, logistical part of it like that to set it up so we can kind of go in medias rest with it. We cut in the middle of the of the whole episode, so it, it takes out a little bit of the boring part of it for them, so they can focus on the action and the cool stuff that they get. I kind of like. I really like. Uh, the, I'm dating myself a little bit sure. with this statement, but the kids these days like to say the rule of cool, mm-hmm. and I think it's really a good thing. I mean, you try and throw as many. I never was in a campaign before where somebody said you've got too many cool things going on in there. <laughs> you know, cool throw, overlap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throw in throw in these cool things. That was too cool, man. That yeah. adventure. Oh, thanks. No, yeah, man, it was yeah. a bad thing. It was too cool. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, too much, man. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You're trying yeah. to, you want to you eliminate some of the stuff that's a little bit more tedious for the players by taking out that and doing it offline. And then that way when they're actually in the game, they're doing something where they feel like they're advancing their character. Yeah, because I know like at the beginning of Adventure, if you don't do a lot of stuff in between, it's basically like going to the mall and shopping right. and people are like, I'm doing this, and the other people are bored. Right. And you get, for your group, you would have like 70 comments or something. I mean, yeah, we in do between our, games. So we use our meetups, again, thanks to Dan and Ed who started this uh, for us here in the uh, Central Floor area. So when we set up the meetup, there's comments, and that's how I do it. I use, I use comments and, and basically try to adjudicate all that because uh-huh. uh, we have... At, at times, we've had 12 players, and you know, ha- if you got 10 minutes to do downtime, there's two hours. There's half your session is just spent going right. through that, and 11 of the people are checked out. They, they're uh, while you have some folks who are interested on, oh, Vic is now perusing because yes, oh, that's interesting how his backstory is being weaved into <laughs> finding the spell, and we're gonna have to go on a little side quest. Most of them like, I don't care, just pick what, you know how many spikes you have. So, Vic, right. what's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, most of my players, like I said before, is I just. They say, well, I need these spells, la-da-da-da-da. It's like, well, then you have to go to Greyhawk. Right, or you've exactly. got to go to a major center. And I dungeon crawl it. Yeah. Oh, all the way. Uh, all the way. I mean, oh. it, we hex crawl that sucker all the way to it unless they've got a tel- with teleportation. And if they survive getting there, well, they survive. If they don't, they don't. But they're there in town. And then I just speed up the timeline. So it's like, okay. You find a professor or a, or a, a sage or whatever to train you, 
we skip ahead two, three weeks, and then we get back to the adventuring thing. The so. way that a DM compresses in mm -hmm. that kind of thing, you use almost no compression at all, whereas uh, like when you're doing, when you're doing campaign play, uh, in, this, in the Porcelain Sword of Queen of Shallow, the players have to go probably what's on about a month journey to get from Ekbeer down to uh, past the, uh, the dry steps. That is all compressed in my particular scenario there. So mm -hmm. a lot depends also if you're running a campaign like yours, which is long-lasting and the players are really invested in things like that, or if you're running something that's a little bit more one-hit like I am. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to do that. Yours, right. on the other hand... Yeah, you right. can do well, that. Well, my, my, my campaign, they're actually building a, a village with right. a keep, and they're exploring the mountains around them, and I mean, it's just, and then, you know, they get tidbits of information and rumors, and they've got to go try to, you know. There's one other out. thing, though, in play here that I think is really important is that I'm a professional DM now, as well as, you know, obviously I have my, my 9 to 5 that I do, but uh, this is also something I do professionally now, so players have a they have a vested interest to buy in. You know, you, ha you have a little bit of cachet with, you know, that position that comes with it, for better or for worse. And uh, you also have, uh, you know, people are like, you know what, I'm going for the ride here. This, is, this, this guy knows what he's doing. I trust him. And I think a lot of times that makes it the buy-in a little easier. To be sure, to be sure. All right, well, um, you know, we've got about 10 minutes left. I think another topic... Again, we have a lot of folks uh, that have not DM'd for a long time or just starting up again. So what are your, you know, I'm putting this out to, to Vic and to Carlos, the top three things, you know, you're, you're, whether you're a tournament DM, whether you're running a long campaign, because again, what I'm very impressed about Vic's, if you go to his Facebook and you see the diversity of the people that come or are part of it, um, a large group, and, and Carlos I've had the pleasure of playing with, what are the top three things you would tell a DM if they, if they haven't DM'd in 20 or 30 years or haven't DM'd ever? These are, if you do these three things, you'll be in good shape. Okay. My first, number one, absolutely. Um, I find that new DMs or pe people that have come back to the game, they overplot. Um, when you overplot, there's a name for that. It's called a novel. Your players are in an interactive game in which they are the ones, they're the heroes, they should be driving the story. What I prefer to do is I do what's called plot points. That means X will happen at X time. And what the, what the X variable is, is it's something that's completely out of their hands. Like, for example, the assassination of the queen will happen at this point in time. Where the players decide to be at that point in time, what they're wound up to, what's going on at that point in time, this will influence their lives. They can either decide that they're going to be involved in it or not, but it will influence their lives. My number one rule to a DM, a new one, is it's so compelling, it's so I, it's an easy trap to get into. You're really excited. You're pumped up. You're like, man, I want to create. I know exactly the kind of setting I want to run. I know what kind of heroes I want to have. You know, these are going to be the monsters. But you're writing a novel at that point. Yeah. Don't and you're railroading the campaign yeah. too. And, Don't and you can't you can't railroad a campaign. No. You've got to have a. You've got to make it like a, a street grid. I mean, right. they go to here, then they're going to take a right turn. They're going to exactly. take a left. You can't, you know, otherwise you're just on a railroad. And you're just, you know, yeah. you might as well, like I said, Carlos said, you might as well write a novel or exactly. something. And you can't do that with these guys because even Carlos, we were playing the game last night. I was playing in his little one-shot right. little thing. He's, Carlos didn't expect some of the things. No, I like, didn't, yeah. It was like, but that's oh, the, I'm going to just But that's the fun of D&D, you know? though. It's a dynamic setting. Right. You know, it's great. 
it's great to have players catch you off guard. Mm -hmm. it, that's the whole fun in it. You want the players to do fun things where you're like, wow, man, I really didn't expect them to do that. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you find the holes in what you've written, maybe, and then you shore them up later on. Maybe you gave away too much treasure this time. Maybe you forgot a special ability or something. You note them down, and then you work on them. DMs aren't perfect. I'm, I mentioned to you right now that I'm a professional DM right now. I'm not a perfect DM. There's tons of things I botch all the time. But the end game is to have fun, okay? And that's, I think, my second thing that I would say is make sure you, are, you and your players both are having fun. Don't create a scenario in which um, it's antagonistic or it's a, a situation where everybody is, uh, everyone's so uptight. Have fun with the game. That's what it's there for. And roll with the dice. Yeah. And that's another thing. Is you're rolling with the dice. Last night in Keep a Blood Red Falls, I was rolling eights, nines for a while there. Then my dice just went cold. I mean, I'm rolling oh, ones and twos. And I I'm had that happen like, yesterday, too. And it was just like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to roll with the flow. You know, I mean, if they, they win, they win. And, and they think, don't, they yeah, don't. You I, know, I'm just. I think that's you know. a good point, too, Vic, is that, you know, you don't be. Be invested in your campaign, but not in the outcome. As far as your plan of, you know, the blood axe is going to have this or that. If the players legitimately figure out a way and the dice work out, good for them. Uh, and, and conversely, you know, you have to have some consequence if the dice roll. You know, again, if I accepted if the flame strike didn't work out, right. it is what it is. Um, but if it did, great. And I think that's the balance of two. Is don't, you, you use the dice to shape it, but... Don't be upset if it doesn't go your way the way you What you just it. brought up is a perfect illustration of what I'm talking about. Okay, the scenario last night was that these guys role-played the heck out of the campaign and they made friends with these uh, nomads out in front of the dungeon. The nomads were invested in helping them. They were holy men. They were like, we're going to help them. Well, later on in the, in the game, James's character invoked a flame strike in a, very, uh, in a very small area. He was about to die. But one of the nomad girls sacrificed her life because she was, first of all, the rest of her family had died. But second of all, she was invested in it because they were, you know, they were messengers of the gods, basically. They were, they were representing that. So if it wasn't for that role play, if it wasn't for the unexpected stuff, this is, to Vic's point, if it wasn't for the die rolls, because she happened to roll a 20 to save his life. Mm -hmm. It was all these things that we're bringing up were illustrated in that one scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think that's those are points. Have fun. Uh, you get, don't get too enamored with your your exposition and plotting. Do enough so that they they're going to take it seriously. Right. Uh, but not so much where they their eyes roll in the back of the head because you spent forty five minutes explaining things. Yeah, give them a chance to engage. Uh, Vic, what's what's some of your points? Um, as a DM, don't expect the outcome. Don't, never expect the outcome because it always is going to change. I mean, every time I've played Blood Red Falls, it's something's changed. They've done something new. You, you, you know, as a DM, you try to contain it, you know, as much as you can, but you're never going to contain it. it it's, it's like a balloon. The air is going to leak out eventually. You know, there's going to be something there that's going to... You know, Carlos will back me up on this. It's yeah, just, absolutely. you know, it's just, you know, I mean, Carlos won't expect something happening in his dungeon. Next thing he knows, there's a, like, I had, I had a, the Druid Genie. She did a stone shape once, and I'm just like, you know, I, you know, everybody and their brothers went through this way before, but a stone shape spell 
throws it all into, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> the, I, we were playing last night, and uh, every, they, they ran across a blue dragon in my, uh, in my game, and uh, everyone was talking about how they wanted to attack the blue dragon, and Ed's paladin just strode down the hallway, walked right up to her face, <laughs> right up to his face. I was just thinking to myself, not only is that ballsy, but boy, was that unexpected. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I think, and then specifically, um, to, we just we all ran a camp, uh, an adventure here at a tournament. What do you do with the fact that you know uh, Dan and I uh, written a couple of modules now, and there's always that push of three or four hours. Realistically, you, you're going to go through seven, eight encounters if you're lucky, plus or Probably. minus. Uh, we got 40 rooms in this next one or whatever. So how do you deal with, do you, do you run it as it is? Or, because I know uh, Carlos and I talked offline. So when you're running a tournament, uh, do you change it, you know, besides the players, you know, so do you always want to have an ending that it resolves or you just, yep, you got the room 27 out of 40, thanks for playing. So Vic, what do you say about that? I leave everything open-ended. Okay. Because, because number one is, Carlos I think will agree with this, is that um, since we're at the point, he's published already, I'm not yet, but we want to sell things. So we yeah. want to leave things open-ended so there's a possibility of a follow-on or something like that, like a follow-on adventure or you're leaving clues inside the one you have to make another adventure or something like that. Is, is we try to keep it as much open-ended and, and seen open-ended so that he can place them wherever he needs in Greyhawk right. or wherever mm -hmm. world he needs. You know, and, and it's, it, I, I tend to agree with that to some degree. Uh, I like to have a end game in mind if the players do beat it. But um, one thing I've learned as, as publishing modules, a lot depends on um, map design. Mm -hmm. If you run a, a particular map design, you can actually influence how many encounters the players are going to run into or not. Yeah. Map design is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, can, but, I, can I segue to the same? Of course. You're not a slave to the map. Don't no, be a slave to the map. Not Sometimes people look at the map and say, I have to continue this thing. You could cut parts out, you can exactly, move it around. Which is exactly what I did last night. Right. When, and that's why to, I was to ensure, Yeah, to ensure that you guys, you were, were so close to the ending, and uh, the, the story was unfolding in a certain way, I decided to make it cinematic and go with that. So yeah, I cut out a few things at the end just to make sure that there was a chance at the end for for a big confrontation. Right, and Dan, uh, you've run a number of you know you're in way more tour modules than I am. What's your play on that? Do you just play it as is, or or what's your thoughts? No, I, I agree with Carlos. I think you need to be able to adjust because you know we were talking yesterday, and the goal is that the players leave the game saying that was fun. Yeah, that's that's, that's the goal. exactly right. Oh, that's the goal. I thought it was to kill them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you're supposed to send them away completely Same. miserable, you're happy you know, that's, wanting I, to quit the game like forever. The, like, yeah. uh, the Sex Pistols. Do you feel cheated now? <laughs> so no, I think you know. I think it's the equivalent of the rule of cool. You you, you change it and you adjust it as you think is necessary. Right. I think that's what a good DM does, right? A good, you talked about this yesterday. A good DM reads the room. Senses what the players like. Are they having fun? Are you losing your audience? Are you not exactly. losing your audience? And you change it up as you yeah, go. Changing your, being able to change your style is huge if you yeah. want to be successful. Yeah, get a sense of what your players want. So. Yeah. Another thing is is making, you know, to keep a blood or falls yesterday. Do you know where the model car show is? Oh, I don't model know where the show. model car show is. No, oh, I have nope. no idea. Check down there. I think yeah. they're doing registration down there, possibly. Um, keep a blood or falls yesterday. I've always yeah. had, I've had people go from 
15 minutes prep time to, you know, they've organized themselves to last night. It was two hours. They were sitting right. there arguing how they're going to execute and and go through the module. And, and it was, it was, yeah. It, it's, it's fun watching their minds work. And, and then they're asking you questions. And then you get a, I don't know if Carlos could pick up on I do. Is this is like, okay, this is how this is going to go here. I, I know what basically is, what's going to what happen. What is challenging here. about that kind of those scenario is this when you're playing in a tournament game, it's potluck. The players that you get, you're not going to know. You may have very diverse players with very diverse interests, and where some of them are into a very tactical game, methodical game, some of them are a bunch of lever-pulling murder hobos that just want to go out and slaughter stuff. Mm -hmm. So you've got really a different dynamic in the game, and it's very hard to balance sometimes to see to everybody's needs. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I guess it is, and you said tournament game, too. So there's obviously going to be a difference between a tournament game and just your typical convention game. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, it's a, yeah. if it's a true tournament game, I would probably feel more constrained because if we're right. scoring and things like that. But yeah. if it's, we're just talking about convention game, that's a fair point. Yeah, you, you can certainly in a tournament it game because it's scored. I mean, you're talking no wandering monsters yep. right away. Mm -hmm. You're talking about every room being scored. You have to throw out the same scenario to every group mm -hmm. so that they have everybody has it's a, a fair, fair chance. It's a fair thing. And I think um, you know you mentioned about when they're scheming, and that's good. You want players to. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. I think. Entry-level DMs or DMs that haven't done it for a while, they're paranoid with having to be on for so many hours. And again, you want it. But this is when, when they're scheming, that's a time for you to reflect, to think, are, are you pacing it right? Or is it going the way you think it's going to be? I try, I try not to listen to them doing their scheming when they're scheming so I don't come up. I use the time to look at the module and just make sure I'm comfortable. And then when they tell me whether they have a caller or they do it, then I, I, I get back. And I agree with that. You should sort of check out while they're doing that, right? Yeah. You shouldn't be, I don't like the eavesdrop. Just when you're done, I agree. tell so this me. This way you have some time. And it also is, again, to the newer players, or newer DMs, giving them a chance to, because again, it's that, we're trying to reduce the barriers to getting more DMs. You have more DMs, there's players out there. Sure. They're online, they're on Meetup. They want to play, there's not enough DMs, typically, in most groups. There's only, you know, because if you don't run, I don't know how many other DMs you have. I've got three. Okay, so, so that's great, but most places have one or yeah. two, and if that guy or gal doesn't run, no one's playing. They're playing a, a, a card game. I started, like I started playing, basically, because nobody else would DM. I, that's, that started that's me off. That's yeah. what happens. Right? That was it. So if I we, wanted to play the game, yeah, I Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. And I'd like to get an opportunity to thank our guests yes. and also, thank you know, so uh, give them an opportunity to plug right. what they're doing. So, um, Carlos, start, and then Vix, you plug okay. in your oh, thing. Well, oh, oh, everybody got one more thing. I know, I want you to do the same thing. That's right. Uh, right. You're would working would on you like to go before I, I start? Well, I think these guys should reveal this, because this is okay. going to be an essential part of the GrogCon set here. GrogCon set. Contributing to the set. Contributing to the set, good. Okay, go right ahead. You're Gentlemen, more, way more dependable since, than that since, since we have the scissors, oh, okay. open oh. it up. Go ahead, Dan. Now be careful. I know. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what my dexterity is? Zero. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> if that's the case, be careful with those scissors if around I a, me. If, yeah, that's right. You may want to move. <laughs> yeah. If I have a dex of five, what do I have to be? I believe dex you have to be cleric. a cleric. Cleric? Trivia question. What Greyhawk cleric has dexterity of six? What... Common, commonly known. Uh, the actual Greyhawk yeah. cleric. It's writer Fanshin from the uh, Oli directing oligarchy of the Greyhawk, say, Presidio of Greyhawk. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll take obscure Greyhawk trivia that, 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 yeah. Alex. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I said that the I, other day online. I was like, I had the, I had the, <laughs> <here we go. laughs> 
Well, and I, and I definitely, I want to thank both you guys for coming down yeah. to GrogCon, because I know you, you traveled a long way. I did, yes. Yeah. Vic, even further than me. Exactly. And I know travel. <laughs> well, I, is, I'm still, you know, after this reveal, I'm going to I'm gonna request that I be, become the... Uh, North Dakota thing. Yeah. I, well, there is paperwork for that. Travel, so. and travel is expensive. Well, I'm going to do it dance. I well, yeah, because I don't know what I shouldn't be cutting and what I should. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm being very gingerly about it, because okay. I don't know what... Well. But I want to thank you guys, because I know it's... It, it's not easy to travel. I hate traveling, um, and it's not cheap. And you guys, and you're down here. And, and you brought your in. lovely significant others. It was great meeting them. And supporting us. The rest is, of the it so it, it means you. the world to us. Yep. Um, I, I wouldn't have been invited you guys and asked you guys if I hadn't been so impressed with both of you guys as DMs at, at oh, Thank you so much. Thank you. So, and mm -hmm. I, and I, and it's I super gratifying to hear. I mean, when you do stuff like you're a DM, especially if you're doing things professionally, it's so gratifying to hear that people enjoy your, your products wow. and, and the way that you present them. So yeah. I, I couldn't be, you guys were, have been gracious hosts, um, and this has been more than I expected, for sure. Thank you, thank you. It was you. more than we expected, so and, that's and, good. Yeah. That was, and and yeah, we need absolutely. to keep thanking you long enough for him to finish. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. So thank you again for... Oh, I really appreciate really, it. Yeah, it did you like, did you like the shirt? Well, yeah. obviously, the shirt's <laughs> awesome. I love Thank the shirt. Thank you so much. I'm is this a rook? It is a rook. That is, uh, and it's on top of a rook. rook. Yeah, and I that's what it. my initials are: Castle, C A S L, and that's why it's Castle Entertainment. Gentlemen, so you got a lot of modules. Right? Oh, here we go. oh, you got to be kidding oh, me! Look at that. This is um, you got to be kidding. I literally, literally was recently looking online to try to find this for our set, and I could only find the little the other ones world. Yeah, from other world. world. Right. So I literally was looking for something I just like this. I printed that one out, and I was like, you know what? Those That's guys down awesome. there. That is incredible. That is amazing. James is showing us. great. So I saw awesome. that cheapy picture you got up there for the back of the, uh, I don't remember what it was. It's I think it's a okay, yeah, Dungeon Master screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, Nah, we need something a little more. Thank you, Vic. That's, that's, that's really good. Thank you so much. And Vic, awesome. you, you, you made that through 3D printing? 3D printing. I put it on my 3D printer, and I was that. like, I was that's like awesome. you Nicely know what? Done. I need to do a little uh, painting there, and that will be. Uh, in for it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he looks great. Thank you so much. I figured right. that was going to be perfect for your sets. Yeah. And, oh, that's and, awesome. And now, yeah. now I'm going to have to paint some miniatures, too, to put around this. To climb on there, You can't right? have yeah, a generic absolutely. paint. Well, I, was generic gonna, I, was gonna, I got the 3D printer at home. I tried to print out the little um, sconces here, the, the oh, those, yeah. flaming blazers there. but That, that works perfectly. That's amazing. I have... I've not found the right design yet for it, and I'm sort of oh, tinkering man. with now it on, on a CD print. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know, man. It looks Talk really good wife. to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank okay. you so much. That's right. awesome. That will be put on high honor on the shelf of Nostalgia. Yes, and, 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 and it has on. a dual purpose. If the Jehovah okay. Witnesses or somebody comes up, you can always take it to the thing. Oh, you're here to pray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure that would go well there. I, I, they would be camped out. That's <laughs> and you guys, you guys are both at game. Are you both at Game Hall? I am at Game Hall Con and right. Gary Con. I am not You're not a Game Hall, so thank you. You came to this instead. We appreciate that. Yes. So, Carso, uh, your games are probably already sold out, but if they're not, take a look if you're going to I'm Game going Hall. To be, I'm going to be running some offline stuff, too. Like, I'm doing some pickup games here. I'm going to be doing some there. So, if anybody out there is interested in getting any one of my games at Game Hall or Gary Con, just drop me a line. Yeah, uh, yep. you'll and be at Gary Con. I'll be at Gary Con for so, sure. Uh, and probably a couple of smaller cons in the Minnesota area, Wisconsin. Oh, sweet. Twitter? Uh, not Twitter. I am on yeah. uh, Facebook. Facebook? Uh, Facebook.com backslash, Facebook backslash Castle Entertainment. I am also on um, 
patreon.com backslash Castle Entertainment, which is really where you can get all of the materials. I do a spell monster uh, magic item of the month. I do an adventure card of the month, which is usually 10 pages, not an adventure card. I uh, release all kinds of stuff. You get a chance to play in games. Giveaways uh, and actual full modules. So, and, and you have a podcast now too, right? So I do. I do. Brohe, yeah, I, I do. Castle recently. Talk. I've just been in negotiations with some really cool guests for the future that I'm excited with. Right. So, uh, yeah, Castle Talk is a thing now. It's the last Monday of every month. Okay, so you can reach us there. You can reach us on uh, Twitch doing the first betrayal uh, on every other Saturday. Uh, that's my Patreon uh, game group, and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all set in the nature of Radic and. Uh, in the world of Greyhawk, and we're having a lot of fun with that. You send us those Fantastic. links, we'll put it on there. Oh, I'd be yeah. happy to. Thank right. you. Vic, how are um, you? My you? company is Angry, Angry Dwarf Games. That's on Facebook, and I have a, I haven't put up the website yet, but I also have the old school, Twin Cities Old School Gaming Society. That's also on Facebook. Uh-huh. You're in the Minneapolis area. Stop on in. We don't, we don't, you know, we, we enjoy having everybody They, they play. can handle large you, groups. You, yes. you come for the Mall of America. You, you, you come back for the, uh, right. for the, the first game. edition. That's right. right. I love it. All right. All right, great. So for us, we're obviously on YouTube. Uh, we're at Twitter, at Grog Talk, where we'll be posting more videos and photos from the uh, convention. Um, we're also on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, um, also at GrogCon, and now we're going to start talking about GrogCon 20. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you got to start planning this. Uh, things not over, you have to start planning. So, who wants to be the honor roll of the D10 to see how well we did? Yeah. Carlos. Carlos. All right. <laughs> D10 it is. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. So All right, here we go. <laughs> Six. That's Six. Not bad. Slightly above average. For but we're prompt to show. Not and, bad. And I'm, I'm going to give it a plus one because we are remote. And again, thanks to the production Hobgoblin and everyone else. There's Craig. And thanks to Craig Russell thank for, inviting Craig us. for inviting us. Yeah. Do you want to stop in? Do you want to stop in? There he is. Yeah. So, <laughs> by the way, we, we are, Crucible. this is Crucible 8. So again, they were gracious enough to uh, have us be part of their Crucible 8 thing. So, Craig, real Thank you. Real yeah. I appreciate it. glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I can't say enough about how hospitable you guys have been to us. Yeah, and uh, everyone that we've brought with us too. Yeah. So thank this, you very much. This man is an animal. I was watching you DM last night. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, thanks so much. You are. Yeah, appreciate it. Indeed. So, so thank, yeah. you, thank you, Craig. Yeah, thanks for having me. Again, it. uh, so it'll be Crucible Nine next time. And if you go out to Crucible, Florida, you can find the information. So I'm James. I'm Dan. And we got some games to run. So we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Thank you so see much. You then. Thank you. This is big. A pushy, a big production. All rights reserved.